What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I am your host for today, Ron Stewart, and we're going to get into some early season trade targets. You know, this is going to be a little bit of a more laid back video. The offseason is winding down, and I figured this would be a fun video where we can kind of project what players we could see, you know, gain value after the first couple of weeks, lose value after the first couple of weeks, because that's where we're really making a lot of those moves and where we're making a lot of educated guesses through those first couple of weeks. We don't have a lot of information until week five, six, seven, eight. And we're going to look in particular at the first couple of weeks where we can see who has that biggest drop off of where maybe their schedule is very tough to start out the season. And then that schedule gets very easy on the back end and vice versa. Now, I want to give a quick disclaimer. Everything that we're talking about here is going to be extremely fragile. Strength of schedule is kind of a whack metric to begin with. We don't really know what defenses are good besides the elite ones year to year. So things can vary big time. This video is more just to keep tabs on certain players, you know, going forward, just see, okay, this guy has a tough schedule in the beginning of the season. Maybe there's going to be a buy opportunity there. So just to kind of see where we can kind of mine value in that fantasy football landscape. Now, before we get into the video and we discuss these trade targets, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. We're going to be posting daily content from now through the fantasy football playoffs. Let's go. Now we've been talking this guy up all offseason. We're going to talk about him one more time. Javante Williams. He's a rookie though. Rookie running back for the Denver Broncos. He could easily see a slow start to the season. You know, he he's a rookie. That's what happens with these guys. We saw Jonathan Taylor last year. He started out slow. And as you can see by this chart made by Jack Miller, Rookie running backs have their point per game increase throughout the season, whereas veterans stay stagnant. Now, I want to give, you know, a little bit of a disclaimer. I, I heard somebody in the comments say, why would you want Javante over Melvin Gordon? This is a bit of a rant, but let me just let me just hear me out for a second. Why would you want Melvin Gordon over Javante Williams when Melvin Gordon is a veteran? So even while that rookie is increasing in points per game, the veteran is always staying above. Here's the problem. The veteran point per game, that lineup there, that counts Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, all of the best studs. So that's why it's already up there. The rookie running backs is only counting for guys like Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins and people before that, like Miles Sanders, his rookie year, Josh Jacobs, their rookie year. So obviously the rookies and the veterans aren't going to be on par with each other. And we're never, if you have Christian McCaffrey and those upper echelon guys in the chart, you're never going to see a spot where the rookie running back points per game ever increases past the veteran. But when we're talking about a rookie, and a veteran who's not in that upper echelon. And if they both start their points per game in a similar spot, and Melvin Gordon keeps going linear, and you have Javante Williams going up and up and up, that's when Javante Williams starts outscoring Melvin Gordon and becomes the better fantasy asset. So that veteran number factors in all of those fantasy studs. That's why I'm saying Javante Williams has been such a good buy this offseason. Now, like I said, obviously, we could get to a slow start as a rookie running back, this happens. And there's going to be people that have him as their RB2 in their lineups. And they're going to lose faith. They're going to go 0-1. They might go 0-2. They're going to start shopping around. You know, they're going to want a veteran running back, somebody that's more safe. And we want to jump on that because the beginning of Javante Williams' schedule for 2021 is tough. He has the fifth toughest rush schedule through five games. This is courtesy of Warren Sharp, sharpanalysis.com. And the crazy part is that once week six hits, he has the easiest rush schedule the rest of the season. From weeks 12 through 17, the guy plays defenses ranking outside the top 25 in rush efficiency besides the Bengals. It is nothing but green grass for Javante Williams after those first five weeks. And this lines up perfectly for our timeline because we know these rookie running backs, they ramp up. So we're going to have, we're going to get his bad matchups out of the way in the beginning of the season. 
He's going to be ramping up his production. And then by the time he becomes that full bell cow type workhorse in this offense, I believe he can be. We're looking at a guy where he is now on an upper trajectory and he's hitting the easiest part of his schedule of the entire season after those first five weeks. So if you buy him early week two, week three, you can trade for him, buy him low, and then he can win you championships on the back end of the season. So I really like making that kind of move with a rookie. People are going to lose hope in those guys. And this is a stud prospect. Believe in the talent. Believe in the talent. Believe in the talent. Trade for the talent. Javante Williams is a great buy low candidate. I, I imagine people might be frustrated with him with his early season schedule. Now, the running back that I'm going to be looking to sell after the first couple of weeks. Now, I want to say, you know, we have no idea how these people start, how they're going to end. I'm just speculating here. Most are set up to play the Lions in week one. The Lions have an absolute shit show of a defensive line, of a defense. The Lions give up 26.7 points per game to opposing running backs last year. Dead last. Still an awful defense. The Niners come into this game as one of the biggest favorites of the week, minus seven and a half points. They're going to go in there and lay the meat on the Lions this week. They're going to sit on the lead. They're going to run the ball a ton. And it's very easy for me to picture a world where you can close your eyes. You can see Raheem Mostert ending up with like 100 yards and a touchdown or two. It's not that hard to see Mostert top 12 running back finish after week one. And I think somebody in your league will see that. They see Raheem Mostert be good in the past. They might have somebody that disappointed in week one. Then you can go out and trade Mostert because Mostert's going to be seen as, you know, oh, maybe he'll be a, a steady RB2. I want to go trade for that. And if one of these guys like an IU, a T Higgins, a DeAndre Swift start slow, I'd be going, I'd be making those offers. Raheem Mostert, you know, he went off. You need reliable RB production. Let me give that to you real quick. Let me get Swift on the back end, the Higgins, and Ayuk. And the reason why I, I'd be trying to sell after that is because Mostert is a 29-year-old running back who has had injuries catch up with him. We've seen him get hot. So I think that we can we can sell the hot weeks and we've seen injuries catch up with him. Trey Sermon is there, who I think eventually takes over that starting position, or at least threatens Raheem Mostert's like RB1 weekly ceiling. And then that 49ers schedule really toughens up. Weeks four to 10 are against some tough defenses. The Niners have the fifth toughest schedule against the run from weeks five on. So I think that he's going to start strong against the Lions. We can even see him maybe start strong against, you know, the Eagles, the Packers. But that stretch a week like four through 10, where we have some tough defenses. We have the Bears, the Rams, they're all top 15 run defense opponents. So we're in a spot where if Mostert balls out in week one, I think that he would be a very easy flip for somebody that might have disappointed in week one. And in the future, Raheem Mostert could kind of cool off. Now, switching things over to the passing game, we're going to talk about a buy. And I, I could have said Cooper Cup. I could have said Robert Woods, Matthew Stafford. I'm just going to say the Rams passing attack for this one because I could easily see a world where, you know, Matthew Stafford gets brought into Sean McVay's system. Everybody sees big things happening but they could easily see some growing pains where they kind of start out slow and new quarterbacks and new systems usually start out slow. So we could easily see some rust from Matthew Stafford in a new offense. And I'm not saying this will happen, but I'm saying there's a possibility, especially with how tough their schedule is. Their first four weeks are top 10 defenses in past defensive efficiency. So they have that really tough schedule starting with the bears and they could disappoint from Matthew Stafford, from Robert Woods to Cooper cup. They could score not enough points for people to be happy with them. And that's going to be the opportunity where you go out and buy them, especially after week one. I think week one is where people have the most overreactions and the bears gave up the top six fewest points in points per game scored to quarterback and wide receiver last year. We could easily see cup Woods, Stafford, any mixture of them disappoint. And there's going to be a little bit of a rough patch for them from a schedule difficulty standpoint, but the schedule completely flips after week four. They then have the third easiest schedule the rest of season. We have, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Lions, Texans, Titans, a crazy stretch from weeks five through nine. 
And I would really want to have them before that stretch. That looks like they could just light the world on fire during that stretch. And I think that they're going to click at some point in the season. That could be where things kind of match up. So expect guys like Stafford, Higby, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. These should be guys we're keeping tabs on. So if they if they struggle through those first few weeks, we know why. It's a new system. Matthew Stafford's going to have some rust. They have a tough schedule. That's when we want to send out those offers because once that schedule flips in week five, we want to be the guys that own the Rams passing offense. Now, this last one's going to be more of a super flex type of sell, but we're going to talk about Sam Darnold. You know, God bless his heart. I'm a Jets fan. Love Sam Darnold. He's going to be playing the Jets in week one. And as a Jets fan, I've seen some sad, sad things happen to our Jets. And I think something that could happen is Darnold plays us in week one and torches us. The Jets have one of the worst secondaries in the league. I am a Jets fan. And I genuinely have never heard of our cornerback one until researching this video. His name is Javelin Guidry. No clue who that guy is. He, we have an XFL level secondary outside of Marcus May. It's not hard to see a world where Sam Darnold torches us, you know, revenge game. And he just kind of goes all out on the jets. They win the optics look bad. And it just looks like, you know, Sam Donald is the next Ryan Tannehill. Adam Gase was the curse. He was the whole reason why Sam Donald couldn't produce. Sam Donald is a fine quarterback. He went second overall. He went third overall. I mean, he is the real deal. And when those kind of, you know, news and all that buzz comes out, because that will come out if he torches the Jets in your in week one, that's where we're going to start to maybe say, hey, maybe we should maybe sell Sam Donald in a super flex because one, he's likely your QB three. You can go get a T Higgins, a Brandon Ayuk, or you could go and get a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields to hold them on your bench as your QB three, while your quarterback one and quarterback two are fine. And the Panthers have the second toughest pass schedule from weeks five through 17. So I think that that, you know, that week one performance isn't going to be indicative of Sam Darnold over a full stretch of 17 games. So I think if I could get out of Sam Darnold after week one, if he really does, like, I mean, like 300 yards, three touchdowns, this guy is Ryan Tannehill. He is not the Sam Darnold we used to know. That's when I would be looking to get out of Sam Darnold. Now that's going to do it for us today. Tomorrow we're going to have, I believe my must starts. Um, and yeah, man, we're going to get into this in-season content. I'm still kind of planning out what we're going to be doing. I'm still going live every night. So Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm recording this Tuesday. So by the time this gets out to you, we're going to have one more live stream and then that'll be it. We do that on underdog, have a good time on there, but things are really ramping up for the kickoff, man. And it's going to be really fun to finally watch some football get into kind of the the weeds on you know in-season fantasy content let me know if there's anything you guys want to see in terms of like a trade target video a waiver wire video anything like in depth that you guys want me to cover in season i'm open to whatever because i haven't really done a season like in-season content before where i'm really serious about this so i think that'll be really fun now i want to let you guys know if you want weekly rankings if you want weekly start sits waiver wire fab guidance all that good stuff if you want to be able to talk to me in discord about how to manage your team all of that is going to be on patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. It's all going to be there for literally $5 a month. All of that is included in there and some more. So if you want that good stuff, make sure you check that out for in-season rankings, all that good stuff. Now, like I said, must starts going to be tomorrow. We're going to do a live stream on Sunday where I set my lineups, help you guys out with start sits. We're going to be doing a couple of those kind of live streams. So just trying to, you know, give you guys a nice little taste of what we're going to be doing in season. It's going to be a lot of trial and error and see kind of what I like see what sticks. I don't know. We're going to be doing a lot of experimentation this season, but I just wanted to get that off my chest. That's going to do it for today. Let me know if there's any other guys that you think that we should keep tabs on for early season buys or early season sells. Those are also, those are always very interesting to me on guys that we want to be looking at. Whereas like last year we should have, we should have sold 
David Johnson early. We should have sold um, my phone just went off. We should have sold David Johnson early. We should have sold Todd Gurley early. So if there's anybody out there that kind of rings that bell for you guys. Let me know in the comments because that's going to be interesting for me to read. Now that's going to do it for us today. As always, I love you guys. Thank you guys for like 4.5K subscribers. The goal is 5K by Sunday kickoff. I don't know if we'll quite get it, but it'll be fun to see either way. Now, as always, I'll see you guys in the next one. Yeah.